What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Co-op Couch. I'm here with Anthony, as always. Today, we want to talk to you guys about uh, Super Mario 3D All-Stars. This is what Nintendo announced a couple weeks ago. It's a giant collection. I guess you can call it a giant collection of the three biggest 3D Super Mario games. Uh, that being 64, Sunshine, and Galaxy. But uh, Super Mario 3D All-Stars has been announced. It's coming out at the time of this recording in three days. And uh, I've already pre-ordered it. It's pretty exciting. Uh, Anthony, have you played any of these uh, these 3D Mario games? So, yes and no. I guess it depends on your definition of played. Like, Mario 64, I've super casually played at friends' houses. I don't know. I think we mentioned it in previous episodes, but, you know, I never owned an N64. So, I, I've seen every level of super mario 64 whether it was through a friend's playthrough a speed run even um or just my own playthrough at friends houses but i i I don't think i've ever uh you know even in my playthrough at friends houses i don't think i've ever gone more than a few stars uh, or just played on their save file sunshine i dabbled in again at a friend's house i actually didn't like sunshine for what i played of it did not like it uh, and then Galaxy, no, I've never, never even touched it. Never even seen it, really. Yeah, so Super Mario 64, I played at my friend's house, and then I got an N64. You know, I didn't really ever beat the game. I never really got very far. I just kind of like to mess around. You know, I feel like I always got lost in that game. I always got confused as to where to go. Even, you know, they, they give you the hint at the beginning of the mission, right? Oh, go, you know, stomp on Thwomp's back, and then you got to go find the Thwomp to go jump on his back to go you know and you gotta go yeah. find it oh like in the title yeah, yeah yeah they give you the little title hint right yeah and i would i always get lost you know or like go find the penguin you'll find the baby penguin at mission and i'd be like where the fuck is this guy and i can never find him you know but it was just fun to just mess around and wall jump and do all that stuff um sunshine i really enjoyed it and that's probably the one i'm most excited for on the on the remake um it's just got a lot of cool things to it i really like the idea of using flood I played that one way more than I played 64, so I think I have some more nostalgia factor to that. And then I don't really care for Galaxy. I never played it. I've heard really good things. I'm excited to try it, but I don't have any expectations for it at the moment. I just think going back to Sunshine and 64 is going to be a lot of fun. I think a lot of people are super excited for this. And, it's, and it shows because this was announced roughly two weeks ago. And it's the second best game, the second second best selling game of 2020, second to Animal Crossing only. Now, is that just a Nintendo thing because they're both Nintendo? Or is that like no? This is entirety. Like it outsold Last of Us two, and wow, uh, wow. Uh, I think I think that's crazy. That's insane. So I wonder. Speaking of being the best selling game of 2020, I wonder if it has something to do with their new strategy. Nintendo announced this on a Nintendo Direct for Mario's 35th anniversary. They said it's a limited time. You have six months. Six months. I think it started um, that day that they announced it. And you have until March, I believe, to buy this game. And then you won't be able to get it again. At least that's what they're saying. So I wonder if the amount of sales that they have so far right now is because people are afraid that they're going to miss it. They're not going to get it. That limited time definitely creates some urgency. It creates a little bit of FOMO, you know, some fear of missing out. You know, you if you want it and you don't get it now, you're going to be able to get it later, especially if you want a physical copy. 
and I think I think it's really kind of pulling at people a little bit. It definitely makes them a little nervous, right? I wonder if the physical copies are going to have. Uh, so, like, obviously, people want this more than than I would have guessed. Being the second best selling game of of twenty twenty is not even out yet, but. I'm wondering if I like if I'm that asshole that buys, you know, five physical copies and I go to resell them after that six months, I wonder what their value is. I wonder if they hold up. People are already doing that. People are like yeah. posting them on eBay for like a hundred dollars. Wow. Oh, yeah, right. I don't know how they do that, considering they uh, I mean, maybe they have them already. I don't know. I haven't gotten my copy yet. I ordered mine through Amazon. They said I'd get it day of release. So I don't know if they're getting like early copies. I doubt it though. Oh, so you went, you went physical. Yeah, I went physical. I wanted a physical copy for sure. Gotcha. Yeah. Like if you, if you look on eBay, you'll find that there are people who are selling Super Mario 3D All-Stars for more money than Nintendo is selling it for now. You know what I mean? I wonder if it's, I wonder if it's literally just scammers that are hoping to, bag someone that's too stupid to like put two and two together you know what i mean like because because otherwise it doesn't make sense the physical copies are still available so why yeah and they're available for six months so we i mean we still have some time we still have a decent amount of time we have all the way through holiday season of 2020 um which is great if you know you want to get it for your kid or you know whatever as a little as a christmas present you still have all that time and then you still have, you know, the beginning quarter of 2021 to pick it up before before you can never get it again. So I think I think this is actually a good thing on Nintendo's part. I'm not a big fan of what they're doing, to be honest. But coming from a, if you look at it from their perspective, I think it's kind of kind of a neat thing to do, right? They're releasing it at a at a time where we're still in we're still in quarantine, so people are still like, I mean, you saw how the Switch did, right? So people are still hounding with that. We got Animal Crossing. We had Animal Crossing for a while. Um, and now they're going to release a bunch of people's favorite Super Mario games. I think, yeah, but like, okay, so COVID, yeah, COVID sucks. And yeah, it's a shitty situation. And yeah, however you want to look at their plan for doing this during COVID, like COVID is a is a side note. It's an unfortunate side note, but it's there. I like this is for an anniversary release. I feel like COVID or not, it would have happened. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. Yeah. No, I don't. Th- I don't think they would have changed their strategy. I just think that it, it's definitely in their favor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Probably. So I mean, you got all these people quarantined, and they're, you're going to say, "Oh, now we're releasing this game," but, 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 but you can only get it for six months. You can only get it now. So get it now or forever hold your peace. I, I think it's good for them. I think it's very good for them. I think it makes people, I think what it really does, I think it gets people scared that they're not going to be able to get it, especially if you want a physical copy. Right. Because digital copies, like, yeah, sure, whatever. Even if they want to, you know, even if they're like, oh, surprise, we're not doing that anymore, you can still, you know, download it on the thing. But that doesn't mean they have to produce it again. Do you think that... So it's it's six months in the limited time, but also there's limited copies. Do you think that if it sells out faster than like if they run out of physical copies, it releases in three days, they run out of physical copies two days after that, you know, whatever, whatever, 
however many days. I don't know how many copies they've made. Do you think they'll produce more for that six month span? And then, and then eventually when they, you know, come closer to that six months and realize they don't want extra product, then they'll stop. Or do you think they'll just say, fuck it, we're out. And, and then it'll be extra limited. You know what I mean? Cause if they only do like, if it's like, we've only ever made 1000 copies, then like, that's some fucking value. But if they're like, yeah, we made, we made 50,000 first wave and they sold out first day. So we made another 50,000. Like, is it limited copies as if we've only made X amount or is it limited copies that they've made for the six months? I think, I think it's limited copies for the six months. If, if I was Nintendo, I wouldn't not, I will, I don't know, maybe now that I'm thinking about it, cause then you don't have to produce it, which means you're not, you know, spending money on actual production. You're just, you know, doing the, you're not, right. you're not selling a, uh, a physical thing or making a physical thing. You're just producing something digital that you can upload once and then allow access to. Right. Well, and then on top of that, you got to consider if they run out of physical copies, they don't give a fuck because if people want it bad enough, they're going to buy digital anyway. So they still make the sale. Yeah, like I at least for me, if I wanted this game and they were like, Hey, sorry, we're out of physical copies, you can still get it digital, I'd be like, Wow, that's really unfortunate. Let me go get I'm not gonna like be like, Oh, I'm not getting the game then. Right. You know, unless I was a collector who wanted one for my collection. Right. And then it'd be a different story anyway, because you as a collector probably not even open the packaging. Yeah, you well, I'd get two, right? I'd get one that I could open and play and then one that I keep on my shelf. Right. But like, like for me, if I, and I can't obviously speak for every collector, but if I was a collector and I was going to do that, I would just buy one physical and one digital because I prefer digital. Like as a collector, I would want the physical, but for the sake of playing, why do you like digital over physical for one reason and one reason only, and this is going to sound so ridiculously fucking lazy. If, if I, especially with the switch, if I have digital copies of games, all I have to do is hit the home button and start up my next game. But if I have physical copies, I can, I can never keep track of what game is in my system. And then I got to go find where I left it. And then I got to put it in and play it and like figure out where I'm going to put that copy of it. Like, like discs. I was that asshole kid. I know you all had that friend. I was that friend. PlayStation one. I had three games in every fucking case, like three discs in every case because I couldn't find the actual case. And, and even if it was only one disc to one case, like it was never the right one. So it was like, like you reach over and you grab crash bandicoot and you open it and you're looking at like crash bandicoot and Spyro. And then I'm like, well, where the fuck's my Spyro case? And then you find your Spyro case and you open your Spyro case and it's like an RPG. And I'm like, well, where the fuck is disc three and two and three? And then you find the RPG case and it's like, <laughs> JK, it's fucking this shooter and like i was that kid so i hate physical copies especially for the switch because they're those tiny little fucking floppy disks and i i'm just i'm gonna i know i'm gonna fuck them up i'm gonna leave them somewhere and they're gonna like fall into oblivion i'll never find it again because they're microscopic or it's gonna get stepped on or some shit like i mean i don't know i just like digital it's way more convenient yeah i know i've said it before i like digital first like certain games i just don't care right i'm like okay digital is just fine like i just want a copy of the game digital is fine but certain games like smash and animal crossing games that i'm like super excited for i want a physical copy of and i don't mind swapping the cartridges out that's whatever but i'm i'm sort of with you one game per case that's it one game per case let's say i want to go play 
Legend of Zelda. I'll open up Legend of Zelda, take the cartridge out, and then whatever Switch game is in my Switch goes in the Legend of Zelda cartridge. And then they all get mixed up like that. It's a pain in the ass. Well, so here's another reason for you, right? Um, maybe not so much for the Switch, but like like PlayStation has discs. Xbox has discs. And I can't tell you how many times I've fucked up a disc. And not even, even more to the point, not, sometimes not even on accident. I went back to play my PlayStation 2 a couple years ago before I got rid of it. And the disc tray was bad and I didn't know. Dude, I put a disc in. I heard the gnarliest fucking grinding noise I've ever heard in my life. Pulled the disc out and it had an engraved black ring all the way around the center. That disc is no good anymore. But with digital, my game never goes bad. I could throw my disc, uh, sorry, my Switch in storage for six years and come back and play any game. But if I throw my Switch with physical copies in storage and that box gets piled on and it crushes those those little floppies, they're no good. I got to rebuy it anyway. Yeah, I mean, you'd be hard pressed to crush those floppy disks considering it's like... You know what I mean. 60%. Like, no, I know what you're saying. But dude, dude, remember the days when you would open up the game case and they would have the the sheet in it? The Not the sheet, the, um, the, ga- the guide, the little handbook. Yeah. Dude, oh, yeah. what the fuck happened to that? Why are switch cases literally just a giant like okay so one it's this freaking what the 4 inch by 3 inch fucking rectangular piece with a an inch by half an inch piece of cartridge in the middle of it like what a waste of fucking plastic first of all <laughs> those cases are stupid like if you're going to make a and I mean they do it for the protection I get it but like why don't I get a fucking handbook anymore? And I don't know if other companies do that now, but like, do you have the space for it? I used to love doing that. Remember, my grandma would buy me a video game or buy me and my brother a video game or whatever. And my mom or whomever bought it. And like, we'd get in the car. And at least for me, I'd get in the car and I'd flip through the handbook yeah. while we're driving home before I get to play it. And I'm like, oh, you know, it's exciting. It's, it's new. It's fun. That was the best part about an RPG on the PlayStation 1 is you learn about all the characters before you even got home and play it. So-and-so is age so-and-so and is from so-and-so. And like there's backstory in those goddamn booklets. And a lot of it's stuff that they don't really tell you. Right. Like they don't tell you things like that in in the story. So it's it's just fun information. It's good information. And some of it's stupid. They're like, press A to attack. And you're like, yeah, the tutorial's going to tell me that anyway. You skip through that shit. But like... It's just cool to flip through and look at the pictures and yeah, I, I just don't know why they fucking don't do that anymore. I mean, I get why they don't do it. Like a lot of people probably don't use them. Well, you're wasting the plastic anyway. You might as well waste the paper. That's fuck what me. I mean. That's <laughs> what I mean. Like what the fuck, dude? So that's my explanation for digital versus physical. But either way, like I said, limited copies, you're, you're gonna, if you want to play it, you're going to buy it. And I would just buy it. If I was a collector, you buy the one physical one digital. That's just me. Um, yeah. I think that's probably, if you're a collector, that's probably what most people are doing. They're buying a digital copy for themselves and a physical copy for their collection just to have it. I Yeah, so back to what we were saying. Yeah, I think this is a good thing for them to do, though. I think a lot of this does, too, is that it boosts their sales for the end of, end of quarter four for them as a business. I think that makes them look better. Uh, and, and it's going to boost their sales for the beginning of Q1 for 2021. So they're going to start off really strong. They're going to have some really good money-making portfolios to show up there to their investors and such. If I'm Nintendo, I'm smug as fuck right now because I'm sitting back and I'm watching Sony and Microsoft go into the next generation and I'm still winning. And all I had to do was re-release a 35-year-old game. Like, you know they're laughing their asses off. Holy shit. 
Are they winning? Are they winning? I would say so. Well, define define what you mean by winning. I, I just popularity. I think Nintendo, but because PS4 and Xbox don't have the family factor either. You know what I mean? So I don't know if they're making the most sales, but I would still maybe winning's not the right word. But they're looking pretty goddamn good right about now, and not having to care about that next gen race either, as they casually release a thirty, you know, thirty fifth year anniversary. You re-release these games. Obviously, these games aren't 35 years old, but you, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. 35 years of Mario. Yeah, and they're 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 looking pretty good right about now. Yeah. With minimal effort. Yeah, I guess that's what I'm saying. They're looking pretty good with minimal effort in comparison to Sony and Xbox. How's that? Yeah, I think I think I think they're doing pretty well for themselves. I th- I mean, obviously it's Nintendo. Um, I think this is a really smart thing to do. You know, people have been thinking about this and talking about this since the Switch was released. People have been wanting, oh, can we get, at least with Sunshine, I'm not sure that people are really, like, asking for 64, but I don't think people are complaining. Or I don't know if people are really asking for Galaxy either. But again, I don't think people are complaining. But remember when Odyssey came out, you didn't play Odyssey, right? I did, actually. I, I bought it and I started to stream it and I, so I didn't play all the way through it because I got bored of it. Truth be told, did not get through a lot of that game. So I believe there was a theory out there that actually, uh, if you look, you know how you have the, the globe, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you look on the globe, you can actually see Delfino Island on the globe in Odyssey. So people were theorizing that we're going to get a remake of Sunshine for the Switch. And this was a long time ago. Uh, you know, like right around when Odyssey had been out for a couple of months. Odyssey obviously has been out for a while now. So I assumed, you know, Sunshine would come to the Switch. But doing this collection is actually, I think, really great. You get three in one. You're paying uh, $60 for three games. It's $20 a pop. That's really not that bad, especially for games that have been out for so long. I don't know. I think the limited time, I think they're giving us six months to buy it. I think that's good. My concern is, what about people who don't have Switches? Switches are slowly coming back. You know, it's a little bit easier to get a Switch now than it was uh, a while back. But what happens if you don't have a Switch and you can't find a Switch and you you want this game? Do you do you buy the game and then hope you get a Switch later, um, even though you're not going to be able to play it for a while, or or what do you do? Like I don't. And how do you feel about that? All right. So first things first. As of August, the Switch is the best-selling console of 2020 consistently for months. As for your question. There's two ways I can go with this. I think realistically, I don't think it's a problem anymore. I think now that things have eased up a little bit in the world of COVID, you can find a switch. I think it's definitely easier to find a switch and um, think on the hypothetical side, let's say people still cannot find a switch and it's fucking impossible and they're held up on production, whatever. I think that it sucks. It would definitely suck to be that person but at the same time, I, like, so I, I can't speak for everybody, but for me personally, if I want a console, I get the console, right? So like, if you wanted a switch, you would already own a switch unless you don't have the money. And if you don't have the money, you're missing out on all of those things by having never bought it anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like for years, dude, I never had an Xbox. All my friends were playing Halo. And for years, I just couldn't get an Xbox because I never had the money. Did it suck? Absolutely. But it's it's just one of those things where you can either you either can afford it or you can't. Right. So Nintendo's going into this and they're not looking at 
you know, this six month period as, you know, oh, I, I hope little Johnny has enough time to get a switch before the six months is up. Like, no, you either already have a switch or you're going to get one or you don't have the money for it. But if you don't have the money for it now, you're, you're either going to get the money for it because you want it in six months, or you're just not going to have the money for it. In which case your concern is not missing out on Mario. It's not having a switch. You, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't think Nintendo. This was more from the consumer point. I don't think Nintendo cares. I don't. I mean, this might boost Switch sales a little bit if there were people out there. You know, hypothetically, if there were people out there that were like, "Nah, I don't want to Switch." You know, there's no good games out there for the Switch. And then all of a sudden, this came out. That oh man, now I want to Switch. Like I can go play Mario. Yeah, cool. Like maybe they get a slight boost in sales from that. But I don't see that happening. I don't see people buying a Switch, hundreds of dollars on a Switch to play a re-released Mario game. Probably be cheaper for you to buy an N64 and a GameCube and Super Mario Sunshine and Super Mario 64. 64 for sure can be emulated because that's how people speed run it. But I, I don't know. A lot of speedrunners do play on physical copies. But yeah, I know what you're saying too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, either, but either way, like, I don't see someone going out of their way to buy a Switch for this game or, or this series of games. No, I don't. I don't either. And I think, I think if you don't have a Switch, I think you're, you're, you're right on the money. I think if you don't have a Switch right now, you're either not going to get a Switch because you don't care enough or. Uh, you have bigger things to worry about than whether or not you're getting a Switch and whether or not you're getting a game. Like, sure, you might want it, but you have other problems to deal with first. Right. So here's something that I think is really neat. This is So this being a limited time release for six months, coming out in, what are we, in September? Yeah, yes. September. Comes out in three days. It's going to be out for the holiday season of 2020. Now, here's a good hypothetical for you. What if... They brought it back for holiday season 2021. They, so, so here's what I'm thinking that they might do. And I don't know if they will, but this is a cool hypothetical to throw out. And if I was Nintendo, I'd probably contemplate this. Hey, guys, we got, uh, you, we got Super Mario 3D All-Stars coming out. It's available for this next six-month period. Get it now while you can. After this, you're not going to be able to get it again. So six months later, you guys are like, all right, cool, guys. Thank you. know, Good work. You know, whatever. Hope you guys enjoy. Yada, yada, yada. Christmas time rolls out beginning of beginning of November, you know, right before right before Thanksgiving time. Hey guys, we're throwing out Super Mario 3D All-Stars for another uh till the end of the year. You can get it till January 1st. Get it now while supplies last. And they either do I would at that point I'd probably do both physical and digital again, but they could even just do digital. Hey guys, you can get it for digital. I think that that might be a smart move for them. For sure. Um I think I don't just think it'd be a smart move. I'd bet money they do it because multiple reasons. First being obviously by limiting everyone in six months, they limit themselves as well. Don't even need to go into the math of that. I think another reason is that that fear of missing out is what makes people want to buy it. Like we've already said. So when this six months is up and someone's like, oh man, I, I really wish I had a chance. And then the next year, like they are basically a guaranteed buy. But also, you know who does this shit all the fucking time? I know it has nothing to do with video games, but it's definitely a relevant comparison. Pepsi. Pepsi, and it, not even just like the cola Pepsi, but Pepsi brand, Mountain Dew. How many fucking flavors of Mountain Dew have gone and come back like six times? 
Baja Blast, Taco Bell only, and then it comes out in a bottle this summer only, and it's come back like three times since. And then they put it up for a vote against Pitch Black, and Pitch Black won. And now I can't find Pitch Black anywhere, but I guarantee you I'll see Pitch Black again. And then fucking, um, you know, Baja Blast came back in bottles like three times again, and I can still buy it in bottles now. And like Pepsi does that shit all the time because they know that no matter how many times they say you'll never see it this way again, if they do it again, people are going to buy the fuck out of it. It's kind of the same thing here. I, I think the limited time label makes people freak out because you don't or maybe not freak out, but get excited because you don't know if it's going to come back. And so people rush to buy it and then they go, well, shit, we just made hell of money off this. So they, they give it a little cool down to the next Christmas. And then one more time where they're like, Hey guys, only a week. And then everyone fucking goes to buy it. Cause they missed out on that six months, man. Yeah. It's a big surge, right? Yeah. It's a big surge. Oh man. You only have this much time and everybody's everybody and their grandma's running to pick it up now. So it's a nice big push in their profits for that, for that amount of time. I, I think we as humans get in this point of like, you know, they say, uh, don't know what you got till it's gone. And, and I think before it's even gone, people get that fear of losing it. And, uh, you know, here's, here's another brand name. God, I'm going to sound like such a fat ass by the end of this, but, uh, you know, look at, look at hostess, bro. Hostess fucking went out of business and people like, Oh God, my childhood. And then people bought millions of dollars worth of hostess. And now they're back in business. People don't want to see that shit go away, so they rush to it to keep it alive. I, 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 again, maybe not comparable perfectly to video games here, but uh, I think it's the same relevant principle. I think people don't want to see it go away. They're going to buy it with the best chance they got, and then if they miss it, if they see it come back, they're like, oh, I'm definitely not missing it this time. I mean, there, there comes a point when you do it so much that people are like, oh, it's going to come back. Like, I'm sure people now with your Mountain Dew reference are like, oh, it'll come back. But, yeah. you know, you know, so now it's not as it's not as demanding because like, oh, people are probably like, all right, well, let me get it now because now it's available. So now I can pick it up and then they they hoard it for a little bit. And then, you know, when it's gone, they're, they're sad because it's gone and then I'll get it back when, you know, six months or a year when it comes back again. I definitely think that we sit there and we go, I think we kind of, like, you think you were right. I think we kind of freak ourselves out with this. I mean, think of how many sales they've already had. This has been announced for, you know, going back to Mario, this has been announced for a week or two and already the best-selling game of 2020. And we haven't even been through their first month that they're offering this. Like, bruh. It's going to be Animal Crossing. Guarantee it. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it beats Animal Crossing. And I wouldn't be surprised, back to what our original point was, I wouldn't be surprised if they brought it back for Christmas of 2021. I think that's, I think that's a smart move on Nintendo's plate if they do that. Only for 2021. And, and, and you can do it late, like later, but like, don't do it ever. Like, don't make it a seasonal thing now. You know what I mean? And I was going to say, even if it's not, like, there is a chance that they don't do it the following year, but, but I would bet money it comes back. Yeah, that might even be the better, that might even be the better thing to do drag it out drag it out yeah so so instead of doing it christmas 2021 maybe do like christmas 2022 or 23 and this way people have time to like forget and yearn for it you know so it's like like you remember you ever see something in the store and you're like oh man i really want that and then you pick it up and then you forget about it for a while and then you go back 
and all of a sudden you see it and you're like, oh, I remember that. That was so good. And then you like buy more, you know, like, and you're like, oh, yeah. And you get excited and maybe you buy more than you would initially because, you know, but anyway, yeah, I think, I think it's going to give people that sense to sit there and be like, no way. You know, that wow factor is really going to hit harder if they drag it out more. So maybe they wait a couple of years. Yeah. Well, and, and don't forget the, the things that like the things they can do with it, right? Like if they do it, let's say it's holiday season of 2022 and it comes out again, they can always add to it, you know, like buy a physical copy now and get this holiday Mario Amiibo or whatever the fuck. But you, but you know what I mean? Like. There's no reason that re-releasing it a year or two later doesn't mean they can't make it a little bit different or a little bit more enticing either. And if they do that, then you're going to, like, if they, like, let's just stick with the Amiibo. If they do that, you're going to get all the people who bought it who just want the fucking Amiibo now. Yep. And that's going to that's gonna boost sales even more. Yep. I think, I think they're definitely going to bring it back for a holiday season. I think that's the smart thing for them to do at least once. At least once. Maybe... Maybe twice. Um, I don't see it coming back every holiday season, but I think at least for you know a year or two from now, yeah, I think it'll be there. I think we, we can definitely look forward to seeing it again. Do you think that this is a good business model? So this, this hey, we're going to announce a game. We're going to announce a game, release it. You guys have six months to buy it, and then we're putting it away. Do you think that's a good business model? Yes and no. I, it's... It, I think it can be right when you, when you have things that are special enough that you can get away with doing it. I think it's a good business model, definitely from a marketing standpoint, maybe not from a consumer standpoint, because no one wants to deal with that chance or fear of missing out. I would also argue it's not that big of a deal because you're, like I said before, you're either going to get it or you're not um, based on your financial situation. But uh, for, yeah, from a marketing standpoint, I think it's I think it's a good thing. However, I don't think it's a successful business model if you do it for like everything, right? Like if Nintendo came out and was like, "Brand new Animal Crossing, you've got ten months to get it," and then three weeks later they're like, "Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, you've got seven months to get it," and like you, you know what I mean? If they did it for literally everything, then no, it's a shitty business model. But for things that are special and coming back and like. Things that would be limited are usually limited for that reason. It's it's something special. Something makes it special. You wouldn't do it for something that's just a brand new game because it's not. it hasn't reached that point yet. You don't even know how it's going to sell yet. But when you get something like Nostalgic, for example, you, you already know the values there based on how the previous game did. No one's going to go out of their way to remake fucking um you know rayman i don't i don't know why that title came to my name i'm just trying to pull an obscure ass title out of my you know out of thin air but like no one's gonna remake a game that no one gave a fuck about is my point and be like you only got six months to get it because people are gonna sit back and be like i don't give a fuck (laughs) like it's fucking rayman that shit's free on xbox live like i don't why does it matter you know in before we get flooded with all the Rayman lovers. Shit, even I enjoyed Rayman, but like, <laughs> like I said, I was trying to pull an obscure title. Yeah, yeah. I, I was going to say Gex, but I'm like, how many people even fucking remember Gex? I think it's just me. Gex, so, dude, I fucking love Gex. Oh, for enter, real? Enter the Gecko, bro. 
there you go okay so it's not they but but even gex like if they remade gex it's not something that they would say oh you have six months to get this you know what i mean it's it's just it's just not important enough it doesn't have that drive yeah 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 so Yes, I think it's a good business model. It's a successful business model if it's done right and if it's executed right. Um, and and then and then on that note, I don't think it's just the game they're doing it for, but I I think it's like like I said, execution, how they do it, right? These three Mario games for sixty bucks for six months, like that's a good deal. But if they came out and they were like, "All right, guys, here's the deal: we remastered, uh, or not re not even remastered, but if they come out and they're like, "Oh, we re released." Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, and uh, Super Mario Galaxy. They're 60 bucks each. You can only get one, and you have three months to do it. Like, that'd be so fucking dumb. No one would... Well, that's too limited now, you know? Right, but but that's my point. Execu- Obviously, I'm over-exaggerating, but my point is execution. There's, I think there's a right and wrong way to go about it, and that's what makes it successful. It's a good deal. At its core, it's a good deal. It's three games for the price of what a new game is today. They're three games you already know you love, and they're on the most convenient console in existence to date. Play it on the pooper. It's fine. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. I agree. I think this is good for, again, I think it's good for games that are, uh, that hold a special value or a special, um, like, nostalgic pull. But I don't. You shouldn't. I don't think companies should do this with their new. Or Nintendo should do this with their new titles. I wouldn't be surprised if they did this with Ocarina of Time or Majora's Mask if they come to the Switch. Because there's rumors of them t- coming to the Switch. People are definitely talking about maybe, maybe Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask coming to the Switch, which I would be okay with if they did remakes of those. You know, putting them for a six-month release date. I think that would be that would be good. I think that'd be okay. Uh, six month limited time window get your get your copies you know maybe do um legend of zelda all-stars legend of zelda 3d all-stars and make it uh ocarina of time majora's mask wind waker um or you know something of the sorts like that and just do a little bundle and here here you go guys you know 60 bucks three games i think that would be perfect you got six months to get it just same same concept but with zelda i think that'd be okay I don't think that they could have priced this any better. I know we were talking earlier. I think $60 for the three games, $20 a piece is the perfect price point. I think if they go $40 for the individuals or $60 for the individuals, they, they're charging too much money for the games. Absolutely. And I think if they go $10 or you know $15 for each game, they're going too little money form you know like they can get more out of it i think the price point is perfect i I think it's the most sweet spot and i think the reason that that is is because like you said it's three games for the price of a brand new video game see and i i would even say not not even just that but the reason it's a perfect price to me is if you if you split it individually you're looking at 20 bucks a game and the reality is that the switch not only is it the most convenient console to date, but they charge like it, like it is because they know it is right. So here's another example: Final Fantasy X and X2, the the HD remaster that you buy the pair. If you buy that on Steam, it's thirty dollars. If you buy it on the Switch, it's like forty or fifty. I think it's fifty. I saw that and I was like, "That's fucking insane! Why would I spend fifty dollars on this game that's always been thirty? Goes on sale on Steam all the time." 
why would I spend $50 on this? And then someone was like, well, because it's on the switch, you can take that with you anywhere you can, but like you said, I could play it on the shitter and they're charging for that convenience, right? So if I look at super Mario 64 or sunshine or a galaxy, and you tell me it's a $20 game, I disagree, but to be on the switch as a $20 game is more than agreeable, more than worth it. You, you are, you're paying for that convenience. And, and I, I don't even really like using the word convenience because it's not like it's an inconvenience to not have a mobile console. It's, it's a benefit. It's a bonus, right? It's, it's awesome to be able to pick up your console, walk to literally fucking anywhere and play this game. Well, I think, I think when it comes down to it, it's kind of like having two consoles in one. Yeah. So back in, back in the heyday, so we used to have the N64 and now we have the game. We had the Game Boy, the Game Boy Advance, Game Boy SP. Nintendo was big on portable consoles. Yeah. And the other, like PlayStation tried to do portable consoles, but they were never as successful. Or good at all. <laughs> I, I had the PSP. I only think I ever remember playing Crisis Core on it, and it was fun, but I believe that's like the only game I ever fucking had on the PSP. I had a few and I, and I definitely used this shit out of my PSP, but there's no doubt it was not as good as the Game Boy. I even actually even bought a Vita a few years ago just so I could play um, Legend of the Dragoon off of the PSN and uh, literally bought it for that sole reason. Didn't even beat the game. Haven't touched it since. I still have my DS to this day, um, chilling in my closet. Like with my games, like I don't ever really pull it out and play it, but like I've I've definitely brought it to like airports and stuff. Hey, I need something to do while I'm waiting for my plane. I'll just pull out my DS. It's just something I can like sit down and play like Mario Kart. Hell yeah. That game's great. Still holds to this day. But yeah, so like having having a switch is kind of like having a handheld device and a home console in one. And it's great. Yeah, Um, I personally love it. And it's so easy to pick up and and take with you. Like if you if I want to take this to work, I can take it to work. I can prop it up on a desk, pull out my pro controller. I'm good to go. I don't have to yep. do anything else. If I even want to hook it up to a TV or a projector or something, uh, which I can or cannot say I've done at work before, <clears throat> <laughs> I can I can hook this up and it takes two minutes. Literally, you just set it up and you're good to fucking go. Like it it's not a hard game console to disassemble. It doesn't take up a lot of space. It's super easily portable, even in its non-portable state. And so you're right. I do think having that extra, like, no, it's not a worth $20. Like, if I was going to go buy the original, I don't think I'd really want to spend $20 for it right now because I can take it with me anywhere. And you bet your ass I'll be taking it to work probably at least once or twice to play some fucking sunshine or something once it comes out. I believe you. It'll be sick. I think it'll be a ton of fun. And uh, I think I think it's it's definitely worth worth that. But I don't think it being any more or any less i think they hit it right on the nail the price point is perfect agreed you think other companies are going to do this you think you could see like i don't want to say like halo because halo they already did that with steam and stuff right and see i was just gonna say i i don't think i don't think other companies have anything they could do it with except for halo it's funny you say that because that's what i was going to say and they already did it i don't think like when i look at sony i know what games are special to me i know what games are are um you know important to me and if, and if you really think about it like the spyro trilogy and the crash trilogy already happened as well so it is kind of the same thing yeah but they didn't they didn't 
they didn't limit it. Limit them. Do you think if they release like I know one that people really want is Jack, Jack and Daxter, and Sly Cooper. I know people have been talking about those for a while. You think if they do remasters of those or remakes of those or ports or whatever, putting them on a they'll put them on a limited time, seeing how well this did. I don't. I don't think they have the same impact. It's because because here's the thing, right? If you look at well, okay, let me rephrase. Not yet. Because here's the thing, Mario, the, the whole reason they're doing this is because it's a 35th anniversary. Mario is one of the like video game pinnacles, right? Jack and Daxter, Crash, Spyro, Halo, uh, whatever the fuck else between the two other companies. Yes, they are huge nostalgia impact points for us, but they're not 35 years old. And they're not family oriented and they're not big titles that like, like we, our first episode of this podcast was nostalgia. We didn't talk about Halo. There's a reason for that. You know what I'm saying? Like, was Halo a great game? Absolutely. Is Halo nostalgic? Hell yeah. I played that back in fucking middle school. That is nostalgia to me. That is retro. That is past. But it's not Mario. It's not. Holy shit. Fun. We're old. <laughs> we can consider Halo retro. Holy. Yeah, I know. I know oh. it hurts, <laughs> but, but, but you see what I'm saying? They don't have that same, they have the nostalgia factor, but they don't have the same level of foundation for lack of a better word. I, I don't think if, if Sony came out next year or like a better example, PlayStation five's coming out, they're doing a new Jack and Daxter. Could they really, are they? Yeah, I'm I'm almost positive they announced that. I don't know. I've never played a Jack and Daxter, so I don't have the excitement. But I'm almost positive it got confirmed. But I'm I'm just saying that you don't have the same like if they released Jack and Daxter the original three, and let's say they charged you know sixty bucks, I think people would be more mad. I think people would be more mad if they were releasing a Jack and Daxter trilogy and they said oh you have six months i don't know if it has the fan base to be that special right because like like i said i feel like it's it's only it only works because it's special i think they very well could have been like you said they're doing this because it's an anniversary it's 35 years but i think they could have very well had i mean they they're not doing it because it's an anniversary i mean they are doing it because it's an anniversary but they're doing it because they they they're testing this this is definitely a test for them to see what they're going to do. And I think with how successful this is, we're going to see more of this in the future, at least from Nintendo. I think you're kind of right. I think Sony and uh, Microsoft don't really have that same pull to do it. Uh, they, that doesn't mean that they won't do it, especially because Sony already shot their, shot their shot on some of their other stuff. Like, like if, I feel like if Sony was going to do this, this individual like six-month release remake, they should have done it with Crash and Spyro. Um, not with Jack or yeah. um, what's what's the other one like Sly Cooper or Jack or anything or Ratchet like they should do it with the Spyro and Crash games and they already put those out there yeah. so doing them again with a limited time release is kind of not gonna happen uh, and I and I don't think it would have worked the first time either like I said I think I think people would have been more mad than excited yeah I think people would be upset but that doesn't mean that people aren't gonna buy it you know true but I don't think they would have done as well but I think with this being Nintendo and Nintendo's foray into doing this I wouldn't be surprised if we see more at least from Nintendo like I said if they do this with like Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask 
and like Wind Waker do like a Legend of Zelda collection or even the individual games and say, hey, you can get it for six months. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see that. And I think it would work well. I think as long as they do it with something that's from our past, uh, something that we hold on to with nostalgia, I think it'll work just fine. I would agree. But it's got to be special. Like, do you mean special as in like an anniversary special or special as in like they can't do it with something new? They have to do it with an old title. Both, but also like it, it can't be, it wouldn't work with something that isn't, like I said, things like Spyro and Crash definitely have nostalgia, but nothing about them is, is that level of special. I don't think the remakes were special enough that they could have said, you've got six months to get them. I just don't, I just don't see it having that same impact. Mm, I don't know. See, cause as much as I want to sit there and say, oh yeah, it's an anniversary. That's why they can get away with it. I mean, they can do whatever the fuck they want. People are still going to buy it. But again, I, I, I don't think the anniversary is what made it special. That's what I'm saying. That's not what I mean by special. If you look at Mario, and how far back it goes, it is a foundation to video games. It is a pinnacle of video games. I'll tell you what, I'll put it to you this way. If I fly home tomorrow and I look at my family and I say, hey, remember Crash Bandicoot? Fuck is Crash Bandicoot. But if I go home tomorrow and I say, hey, do you guys remember Mario? They're going to be like, of course we remember Mario. How old do you think we are? Then, then it becomes a play on their age and a joke. Ha ha ha. But it's like, of course we know Mario, right? If I say, hey, mom, do you remember when I used to sit in front of my old 19-inch CRT? Yes, I am that old. I used to sit in front of my crappy little CRT monitor at my grandmother's house, and I used to play Mario. And, I, and I, she'd be like, yeah, oh, yeah, I remember all of it. But if I, if I said, hey, do you remember when I brought my PlayStation I played Legend of the Dragoon? No. Which one's that? It goes back not just in video game history, but in, in family history. Because of straight up because of how old they are, but also because of the impact it had on families and players. Mario is easily one of the best family oriented games. And I'm not saying, oh, an M rated game can't have nostalgia or connection, but you sell to more people when you sell to a family and not an individual. That's just facts. That's how numbers work. Everyone in my family can play Mario. Everyone in my family can play Mario Party. Everyone in my family can play Mario Kart. Everyone in my family can play Mario Tennis, Mario Strikers, which was the soccer game. I could keep going on. Everyone knows about it. But I can't guarantee that everyone in my family is going to play Crash Bandicoot or Crash Team Racing or Spyro or Metal Gear Solid. Like, think my parents give a fuck about Metal Gear Solid? Hell no. You're going to get mad just looking at the controller. That's how my parents are. But if I give them Mario, they can figure it out in two seconds because it's Mario. No, I get it. I guess. Um, I just, I wouldn't be surprised to see more of this in the future, even for just for any new release or not new release, any new um, re-release, I guess. Like I said, and I'll bring it back up again, like the, the Zelda series. I wouldn't be surprised if they did this with Zelda. Yeah, no, I wouldn't either. And I I I wouldn't be surprised. Honestly. Yeah, I would buy that too. Fuck yeah. Pro tip, Nintendo, you can pay us later. <clears throat> um, I think a lot of people would fucking buy Wind Waker. Wind Waker, Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask in a collector's edition. Oh, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. For 60 bucks? Hell yeah. I, I was going to say, I would even be so bold as to say that one could sell for more. Uh, or, or would would sell for more. Excuse me. Yeah, so I was going to say, I don't think you can sell... A collector like so yes i guess it's three games but i don't but because of their their life 
because of how long they've been out, I don't think you could sell them for more than a, the cost of a new video game today. I bet you they could. Especially, especially if a new, because as of this recording, a new game today is $60. But when the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox, whatever the fuck the trash can is called, comes out, I wouldn't be surprised if video game costs go up. And with that, that's what they're competing against, whether they have a new console or not. I bet you they get away with it. Not to say they will do it, but if they did, bet you they could. If prices for the 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 games come out, which I know have been people have talked about, if prices for the other console games uh, come up, then yes, I can definitely see them raising it. And I didn't mean to say that people wouldn't buy it. I just think that that would be a completely new conversation. I think that I think that people would bet definitely. It would be one of those things like, oh god damn, Nintendo's getting so greedy. They just want my money. Blah, 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 and then swipe their credit card. And, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they could charge, you know, eighty dollars for the fucking Zelda collection, whatever. I think they could probably have charged more for this too. I just think that people would have been very unhappy about it. Well, people people are complaining about it being sixty. So yeah, probably. Are people complaining about it being sixty? Yeah, I'm not. I think sixty's great. I mean, twenty bucks for three games. I would pay twenty dollars for these individually. I I agree. Like I, I already said, I I absolutely would. Uh, if you know, if I was going to be buying them, I'm not. But I think it's a fair price. Uh, yeah, I heard uh, through uh, my Discord server actually. Everyone the second it got announced, everyone was like, "Hey, is anyone buying this?" And like one person was saying they were excited, another person said they were excited, and then someone came in my Discord and was like, "I'm really surprised to see." You people saying they're excited because literally this entire forum is bitching about it so yeah supposedly it got some backlash but um i know people were upset about certain things about it like when they saw because obviously you know some people get it early you know so people have been kind of getting like a sneak peek at it and people were upset about like the way the menus are but i didn't hear anything about like pricing people will bitch about anything fact so i don't know i'm with nintendo i think 60 bucks is perfect for this agreed um and yeah, I think it's I think it's a great price point. It's the cost. You would get three games. Granted, they're older games for the price of a new game, and we get the convenience of it being on a next gen console, and we get to take that console with us. I think I I just think it works. It's a win 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 win. Yep. I just think it's great. Agreed. I think that wraps it up for me, bud. You got anything else you want to throw in the ring? I'm all set, man. Well done, Nintendo. Because uh, yeah, definitely seal of approval. It's a good one. Yeah, I think this was really good on their part. Um, I'm happy. I'm excited. I get my copy in three days. The co-op couch at simplecast.com. You guys know where to find us by now. Upper right-hand corner, we got both me and Anthony's Twitters, me and Anthony's Twitch, and the Facebook page for the podcast. Um, if you guys want to stay up to date, you can follow us there. We release episodes every Wednesday. You guys catch up with us off stream with our Twitters and our Twitches. Uh, we'd love to hear from you guys if you have any feedback. We will see you in the next one.